Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Maggie McReynolds. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. You know, every week here on Book Journeys Radio, we talk to some seriously accomplished authors who've really gone from just having an idea for a book to a finished book that's out there and making a difference in the world. Our goal for this show is for you to walk away inspired and motivated to write your book, whether it's your very first or your third or your unlikely, but say 103rd. Today's author is Maureen Lake. She is an educator and health coach, and her book is called Being Happy, Raising Happy. Hey, Maureen, how are you? Hi, hi, Maggie. I'm good. It's so great to have you on the show and to talk to you and to hear you sounding happy, which I'm beginning to hear is kind of a theme for you. <laughs> it is. Life is good. <laughs> I'm glad. So being happy, raising happy, can you tell us what's your book about? Who is it for? Well, it's really for moms um, because being a mom is a lot of hard work, especially if you're a mom of a spirited child or a complex child. That can be really emotionally challenging for the mom as well. So the book is really geared towards her and tips and strategies on how to reduce your stress and anxiety in order to make a difference in the life of your child and your family, but also with yourself. Because it really does start with the mom first. So that's really what the book is about. Do you think that, um, is is there a realization early on that, hey, I'm dealing with a kid who's, um, I don't want to say harder than, but requires a little something different. I do. I mean, I think even though we want to, don't want to compare ourselves to other moms, when we're in the trenches, we do. And we see that things just appear easier to other people than it is with yourself. And you start kind of playing that comparison game and um, just wondering, well, They make it look so easy. They're always put together. How come they can pull this off? And I'm here alone struggling with, you know, trying to get myself put together, let alone my children out the door in a timely manner. So I do think it's kind of um, you are aware pretty early on, especially if you have a child that has a little more difficulties. Um, Things just aren't quite as easy. Yeah, and that's probably, excuse me, more obvious to parents who have more than one child because they've got a point of comparison within their own family. Um, But I'm guessing that for for parents of singles, uh, it's it's a little harder to know. And you know, is 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 my kid like, you know, kind of kind of high spirit and and a little bit. I hate to use the word high maintenance, but you know, needs needs some extra time and care and attention. Mm -hmm. Or do I just kind of suck at this? parenting thing right or is it both (laughs) right (laughs) and when you don't have anything else to compare it to you're kind of living in um 
you know, oblivious kind of bliss because you're right. When you do have more than one child, you do start like, well, gosh, you know, well, my oldest child was so easy. What is going on here with this one? And um, you do definitely start to compare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily unproductively. I mean, that's useful to to a, to a certain point, right? Just Absolutely. in order to help you understand what's happening and that maybe it's not you or it's not all you. Yeah, right. And especially when you're a new mom, I mean, you really don't have a baseline of comparison at all. And um, I think that's why it's just important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself every step of the way so you can be healthy as well. Yeah. How how young is, for with with the kids' age, how soon is too soon to, to reach out and say, hey, I'm, I might need help here? I'm sorry, Maggie, you broke up. I couldn't hear the question. No problem. Is there any too soon about reaching out for help with kids? Oh, gosh, I don't think so. I think the more networking you can do with other moms and ability to just get together socially or informally and just chit-chat um, is only positive so that you can build yeah. your network and just have camaraderie with your peers. I think that's vitally important because otherwise it can be lonely, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom. You know, the odds are that you do spend a lot of time by yourself or just with your children. And so it's really important to get together early on. Yeah. So you wrote this book, you wrote this amazing book. How long did it take you? Well, that's the amazing thing about going through um, Angela's program is you're on a pretty strict timeline. I started my book in January and was completely finished by March. So it didn't, take long at all and from the onset I never in my wildest dreams thought I would complete it in that amount of time but just the fact that you have a scope and sequence that you follow and if you stick with it um, it's amazing what can happen in the short amount of time it really is so so when you first started did you have a vision for I'm absolutely I don't know how but somehow this is actually going to be done and I'm just going to trust that um, I knew once I started that there's, there wasn't any way I would not finish. I was just dedicated to the process. Sorry and, about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> I kind of, it's, I think it's kind of in my own personal DNA that once I start something, I, I usually complete it. Um, but I didn't realize the self-discovery that the process was going to take me on. And so once I started that process of writing, I knew I had to see it to the end. Yeah. It's sort of like, um, well, I've gotten on the log ride. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to stop you know, it and let me off. <laughs> right. And, um, it's, you know, you have a scope and sequence to follow and a timeline. And once you get going, I mean, it's, it's motivating and the feedback you receive along the way. I mean, it just keeps you going. And um, for me anyways, it was energizing. It was just a really important time in my life to be able to start something from basically conceive it from birth and just watch it, something grow, like almost like a creating a little child. So yeah, it's pretty impactful, very impactful. I get it. I get it. 
so you got to know that there are people out there listening who are going three months like that's nothing I could ever do that's that's impossible so she's like superhuman so what do you wish you knew but you'd known before you got started before you wrote your book well I truthfully had no idea how not only physically draining it would be but emotionally draining it would have on me um just as a because I was writing about my own personal experience and the experience of raising my daughter, just emotional I don't know, roller coaster ride that I went through at sometimes it felt like I was um just being sucked down a vortex and I didn't know if I'd come out the other end. But mm-hmm. and it can be really scary just putting your life out there in writing, knowing that not just, you know, total strangers are going to read it, but even family members might read it and find things out about you and your child and your family that they never even knew before because through the process you're opening up and sharing things and it's you become very vulnerable. That's probably the most that I felt besides just some days I had like really strong writing days at the end of those days where I would just be exhausted and sleep really well that night. But um, it can, it, it is very emotional process to go through when you're writing something that's so personal and so such a big piece of who you are. Um, so I never knew that before I started. I didn't, you know, I think I still, even if I did know that before I started writing, I still would have finished um, the book, obviously. But that was my biggest takeaway, was really the emotional component and just um, even the physical kind of wear and tear it took on you, or took on me anyways. Sure. I mean, you know, you're writing a book. So all, all the emotions, all that processing, the vortex, was it worth it? Did you get stuff from that process? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I felt like I went into three months of um, therapy. <laughs> I mean, it, it really takes, you know, that you have to really um, reflect a lot, bring back memories that possibly were, were kept hidden for a while. I mean, those were all the different things that I would go through. Um, I started heavily meditating during that time and the information that I remembered that I later wrote about was incredible and without going through this whole process um, it probably would have stayed hidden and then I have to also share that you know I wrote this book about my relationship with my daughter and with her approval obviously but it has brought us so close I mean I felt like we were close before, but now we have this kind of unbelievable bond between the two of us because of this book. And if that's all that came out of the book, then believe me, it was more than worth writing it. So that was another little outcome I never knew that would occur before I took on this project. So um, there's been a lot of wins. Even though it can be draining, I mean, there's a lot of upside to the um, when you get to the other side. And for me and my daughter, that is the most impactful one. That's very cool. And I just want to clarify and confirm that you said you said heavily meditating, not medicating, right? Yes. <laughs> just checking. 
No, definitely. Yeah, it's funny because I started really my meditation practice just prior to writing the book. And then while I was writing, obviously, I was um, meditating. And it just was so incredibly helpful because I would have an intention and then um, just the memories that just were unsurfaced during that process helped me tremendously in writing this book. So I know this is the first book you published. Is it also the first book you tried to write, or have you tried to write one before? Uh, no, I've never tried to write one before. This was my first time at, at the whole experience. So did you know right out of the gate that you were going to write about your family, your, your children, your, that this, this was your topic? Um, you know, the topic really kind of found me. I was blogging prior to writing the book, um, at the time, we thought that my daughter had was newly diagnosed with ADHD, and I was blogging a lot about girls with ADHD and things like that. Um, and as I was blogging, I just knew I had a story to tell that was bigger than just that topic because as we started digging into my daughter and her health, all sorts of different things unfolded. So... Um, when I first like was started going through the process of outlining my ideal reader and the different strategies that you go through and figuring out kind of the scope and sequence of your book, the topic really found me more than me just knowing from the onset that, okay, I'm going to write this book. I just knew I wanted to write a book about girls that were had difficulty um, for whatever reason. And although I know that there's a lot of spirited boys out there, my, my sole purpose was really writing about the girls that often um, throughout their childhood and even as young adults um, kind of fall on the wayside because they're not demonstrative or their behaviors aren't so um, extravagant that they're so noticeable like some typical boys with ADHD might appear the girls kind of become invisible. And that was really kind of the process of coming up with a topic took me down that road. Yeah. So in a roundabout yeah, way, I mean, we, said, we like, hear the whole, more. We, the whole topic, go ahead, sorry. No, I'm just going to say, the, just in a roundabout way, the topic really found me. I didn't start saying, I'm going to write about X, Y, and Z, and that's all there is to it. Got it. We do hear more about spirited boys. You know, mm-hmm. than we do about girls, and yeah. uh, I, you know, it's 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 interesting. And at the while, at the same time, we make excuses for the boys because we expect boys to be more rambunctious. Um, right. In in the same way, we may not recognize that a spirited girl probably doesn't behave like a spirited boy, and that doesn't mean she doesn't have some of the same struggles going on. Right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So every writer is different. Did you sit down every day feeling like, yep, I'm, I'm going to write three chapters today and that's what I'm going to do? Or did you like sit down at the computer and, you know, draw a blank? Um, I kind of did both. I mean, I'm not quite sure why, but even now when I sit down to write a, a blog post, I, I know when I'm ready to write and I didn't know that at the beginning because there were days that I would sit down and say, okay, well, this is my time to write. And I realized 
if nothing is nothing. coming after. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, why force it? Just get up and do something else. And that's what I learned, you know, in a short amount of time. And then I came to realize that I kind of knew when I got up in the morning, like, oh, wow, you know, I know this is the day that I'm going to be able to produce some stuff. And that was usually the case. So at first I kind of forced it, but it, it was just kind of a little bit of a learning curve to realize, um, nope, this isn't my time right now, so get up and do something else and come back to it a little bit later. And that seemed to work for me um, instead of just sitting there just struggling, you know, and getting frustrated and angry that nothing's coming or, you know, spending an hour to write one page. It's not worth it. It's just a lot, makes a lot more sense for me just to get up and do something else and in return possibly even the next day and try again. That makes so much sense as opposed to, well, it's, I've set aside this time for writing, so darn it, I'm going to just put words on paper you know, or on screen. Yep. <laughs> and then your editor so, will come and take it all out. <laughs> <laughs> that might well be. That might well be. Yep. So what was, what was key to, you obviously knew that you had a deadline and it was out there and theoretically your book was going to be done by this deadline. What made it possible for you to actually, I don't want to say effortlessly, but you just kind of kept chugging along and you finished. What was key to actually getting to the finish line for you? Um, I think the format that's laid out in front of you, the sequence of steps and knowing um what you needed to do in the due date just worked beautifully with my learning style because I I do tend to work best under a little bit of pressure. So if I knew that this was due at this certain date, I just did it. I mean, I just was able to do it. Um, And actually, because of the scope and sequence that was laid out so beautifully, a lot of my chapters were written well before the deadlines, and so that allowed me to go back and kind of rework them and retool them and maybe find some different vocabulary words so I wasn't kind of sounding like using the same vocabulary over and over again. But I just think that from the whole beginning of the idea that you come up with to the completion steps, the whole scope and sequence just made so much sense. So it was easy to follow. And people in the group would always say just trust the process don't question it just trust the process and that's just was so true that there's a reason behind every activity you might do or um, every video you might watch it all comes together beautifully amazingly really and I just didn't doubt that. I just knew that it was something that I was going to follow and that I would get to my end result, and that's just what happened. So I'm sure it was incredibly helpful that I do work under pressure well. So it worked really well for me. Well, and I think for myself, having written, having, having written both with external deadlines and written without them, it's it's very challenging for most of us, maybe not all of us, but for most of us to create our own artificial deadlines in our heads and have them because <laughs> we know we made that up, right? <laughs> you know, and so yeah. we can say, you know, on our own, we can say, I'm gonna finish a book in three months. But I mean, what's right. what are the odds, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so, where do you start? I mean, you would spend a whole month just trying to figure out your title, 
you know, something like you just get stuck on minutiae um, without having that that scope and sequence in front of you. So, well, what was surprising and really helpful. What was interesting to me and is interesting to a lot of our authors, and I think surprises them, is that the very first thing you do isn't write the book, right? Like mm-hmm. for most of mm-hmm. us who think we would try to do that on our own, we'd be like, well, clearly the first thing you do is write the freaking book. That would be job one. You like sit down and you start writing that first paragraph and then come to find out within the structure of this program. Well, no, that's, you know, you, there's, there's what, three to four weeks of work before mm-hmm. we start actually writing the book. And I think that that's, that's surprising to a lot of authors. What what was different about the process of, of either writing or, or bringing out the book on Amazon than, than you expected? What, what surprised you? Um, I think I was surprised at the order that I wrote the book because coming into it, I just thought, you know, you start from the beginning and you write to the end. That's just how you write a book. Um, I actually wrote some of my ending chapters first and then filled in with some middle chapters. And the very last thing I wrote was the beginning few chapters of my book. And that really surprised me. I really had no idea that it would go that way. And that's just what worked for me. Right. Um, It's different for everybody. Sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was just surprising to me because I just kind of always just assumed, well, you just sit down and you, start at the beginning and you finish it and that wasn't the case at all and I think because of the activities that you go through and um, the things that the program has you really thinking about and working through personally really drives how you write the scope of your book as well at least that was the case for me Um, I knew that some of the factual chapters I could get out quickly and a lot more easily and then the ones where I really had to spend time reflecting on my past or my parenting or things that were a lot more emotional or difficult um, weren't that weren't as easy to write I needed to spend more time on and those came at the end so and that's so funny for everybody I I think I'm the exact opposite Maureen I think I'm I think I'm like hey I can make stuff up all day long but don't make me go research facts You know, don't make me find out facts. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. So your book came out in March, was it May? May. Um, and what yeah. what's what's the what's the best thing? What's the, what's the coolest thing that that has come out of having your own book out finished and out there? Um, I think it's truthfully, it's just the recognition I've received from not only family members, but from total strangers has been really powerful and more than I expected. I mean, I didn't expect to write like a best, you know, number one bestseller that was really unexpected, but it's really more um, some of the emails I've received from people that I don't even know because I didn't, write this book with any kind of grandiose idea of anything. I just want, I just felt compelled to get my story out that maybe I might be able to help another parent or mom. Um, I didn't write it to start a coaching business. It was just really simply to tell my story 
and to share it. And and that's what's been powerful for me is when, like I said, perfect strangers I've never met email me or contact me and just let me know that it was meaningful and it helped them. And um, I don't know. This is like the biggest or best outcome I could have ever imagined. So the purpose of my book was really to honor my daughter and her story, and I just I like to think that I've done that. So does she think you've done that? (laughs) Yes, I mean she does. She does. I mean it wasn't easy for her to read either, Um, but like I said, it it brought us closer, and it's really helped her on her journey as well of just becoming her own person and working through some of the the things that she dealt with um, throughout her entire life. So it's been a growing process and a good process that we've both have gone through. So I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that she would even be where she's at currently if this book wasn't a stepping off point for her. And if that's the best thing that comes out of it, I couldn't even dream of anything better to be perfectly honest. Oh yeah, absolutely. And to have to make that change uh, for your daughter, and and I'm hearing for you. Do you do you think of yourself somewhat differently now? Um, I do. I mean, I really do. I I feel more than anything that I've I've accomplished something that I never in my wildest dreams ever thought that I would be able to do, and. For me to be able to say that I'm um, an author and I have a published book is, I I mean, I just never thought that I'd be able to say that out loud. And I'm very proud of the fact that I wrote the book and um, everything that, I mean, anything else that comes of it is just like gravy. It really is. I mean, I'm just really proud that I could start it and finish it and um, be proud of it. So. It's just incredible. It really is. It's like an accomplishment that not everybody can say that they've done, and it's empowering. It's probably the best word I can think of. It just kind of empowers you to know that you can put a challenge in front of yourself and ex- exceed it. So, well, you'll never not be a published great. author now, right? I mean, that's that's it. That's permanent. Yep. So, so, so I hear that the experience is enough in and of itself. And that said, what's what's next for you? What's next for your book? What happens from here? Um, well, it's been you know picked up by Morgan James Publishing House in, in May. In time for Mother's Day, the timing could be more you know perfect. Yeah, um, it'll be in bookstores. So this is going to be an exciting um, journey as well. Just going through this with. Um, a publishing company that really I'm learning as I go and I've started my coaching practice and that's been really um, oh gosh the growth that I've have personally by just doing this has been huge so it's all good it really is I ended up in places I never thought that I would be and um, it's just been really powerful all from filling out one little application, right? Yep. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and you know, it you really know, wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no, it sure It really wasn't, wasn't that long ago January, that you felt yeah. that out. Yeah, right? I know. You probably applied at the end of last year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. So less than a year later, here you are. How I cool know. is that? Incredible. It's unbelievably cool. It really is. Just the, the so, journey along the way and what you learn about yourself and others. I mean, it's, you couldn't even put a, a price on it. Well, yeah, right? So in, in, in a matter of months, you wrote a an best-selling, internationally best-selling maybe book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. An internationally best-selling book got picked up by a major New York publisher and are now is now going to bring out your book in uh, in in actual physical form in bookstores. Uh, what nationwide? In in May. Yep. Wow, that is pretty much um, awesome, Sauce Lady. <laughs> I know. I know. It's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. I have, I feel- very remiss in not saying that I had like probably the most amazing editor on the face of the planet that helped me through this whole process. And that is you. So <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, folks, <laughs> I edited Maureen's book, but objectively yeah. speaking, it really is awesome. Thank you for being here, Maureen. I really, really appreciate oh. talking to you. Yeah, thank and you I want to get and see you for coffee soon. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Maureen Lake is an educator and health coach. Her book is Being Happy, Raising Happy, available now on Amazon, available in bookstores next May. See you later, everybody. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.